Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio, 103.1 FM, 910, 980, 1300 AM, or anywhere on that Odyssey app. It is 509 here at the station, 78 degrees and sunny. Now, in the indictment for uh, Donald Trump that came down late yesterday, there are six unnamed co-conspirators that are referenced in the indictment. All but one have been identified, and it appears that, you know, there's speculation on who the sixth might be. But the co-conspirator number one has been identified as Rudy Giuliani, former mayor of New York City and attorney. Co-conspirator number two is John Eastman, an attorney for Donald Trump in the Trump campaign. Co-conspirator number three was Sidney Powell, an attorney that was uh, supporting Donald Trump and working for Donald Trump. Co-conspirator number four is a Department of Justice official, Jeffrey Clark, who was uh, involved in this uh, indictment quite quite a lot as far as, you know, trying to steer the acting attorney general and the ap- acting assisting attorney general to uh, to pursue some of the the uh, speculation that they had under the Trump administration. Co-conspirator number five is uh, Kenneth Chesborough, an attorney who assisted in devising and attempting to implement the pan to submit the uh, presidential electors for Trump. And co-conspirator number six is Pennsylvania connected, but it's it's not really known. The experts have not really kind of keyed in on that. But there are several names that I heard um, put out there. Doug Mastriano was one of them. James Fitzpatrick. There's Charlie Guro. Because if you look into the uh, – I was going to talk about this story yesterday about why Trump's fake electors in Pennsylvania are likely to avoid prosecution. Now, this story was from yesterday, but because of the indictment, I really didn't get to it. But – um I'm just looking uh see if I can find the piece I need on that. Um, what happened is the Pennsylvania electors, and it's in the indictment as well. Let me see if I can find it in the indictment. They refused to uh, to just blanketly say that they were the electors for Donald Trump. Here it is. We have now. And this was done on December 12th. Co-conspirator number one, co-conspirator number five, and co-conspirator number six. So that would be Rudy Giuliani. And Kenneth Chesper, an attorney who assisted in this, this, uh, the endeavor to get these, what they're calling fake electors for Donald Trump. Um, participated in a conference call organizing the defendant's campaign with the defendant's electors in the state. The defendant's electors, now that's in Pennsylvania, expressed concern about signing certificates representing themselves as legitimate electors. Co-conspirator one falsely assured them that their certificates would be used only if the defendant succeeded in litigation. Subsequently, co-conspirator number six circulated proposed conditional language 
in their elector certificates that said exactly that, that they would only be used if litigation succeeded proving that there was improprieties in the election. The campaign, or however, said that that would cause a problem. It would cause a snowball effect with the other electors we have set up in other uh, states. So we don't want you to do that. They ultimately didn't care. And in their elector certificates, put the caveat in Pennsylvania that they are only considering themselves electors for Trump if litigation succeeds. Now, obviously, litigation didn't succeed. So, uh, you know, that's how it went there. And that's why, that's why um, electors, these so-called fake electors in Pennsylvania, like I believe in Wisconsin, they charged them for fraud, uh, issuing fraudulent documents as electors in that state, I think last week or the week before we talked about it. But in Pennsylvania, that's why uh, this is not a thing. And again, here, how did the Pennsylvania fake electors come together? According to a report from the New York Times and other news organizations, as well as Vote Beat and Spotlight Pennsylvania, interviews with participants, the plan to convene alternate electors was organized by the Trump campaign. And this is how the speculation for who co-conspirator number six comes from. Lawyers for the campaign, including former New York City Mayor Rudy Giuliani, appointed a point person in each state to help organize the fake electors. According to the New York Times in Pennsylvania, that person was State Senator Doug Mastriano, who reportedly needed assurances that the plan was legal. However, two of the electors, Sam DeMarco and Charlie Gurro, Charlie Gurro ran for, for governor here unsuccessfully in Pennsylvania, said they mainly interacted with Trump attorney James Fitzpatrick. On December 14th, the fake electors met in the offices of Qualcomm Communications, Gurro's Harrisburg-based public affairs firm, to cast their votes for Trump. Pennsylvania law requires that electors meet in the state capitol. Biden's electors also met in Harrisburg to cast their votes that day. Simultaneously, Trump had been personally contacting then-Speaker of the Pennsylvania House of Representatives, Brian Cutler, and asking him what could be done to fix the election issues Trump was hearing about in Pennsylvania, asking him to investigate the improprieties that they were hearing, meaning this 205,000 more votes than there were voters. So this kind of gives you, and this is a news article from earlier in this week, talking about mainly why the, the Pennsylvania electors for Trump aren't being charged with su- submitting fraudulent documents. So this kind of... This story from two days ago that I was going to talk about yesterday kind of falls right in line with uh, the indictment, which would be on page 24 of the indictment, that says, you know, when a defendant elected suppressed concern about uh, the legitimate electors, co-conspirator one, Rudy Giuliani, now he's named in this, you know, assured them that it was legal. Again, you get back to the what was known and who knew it went. You have Donald Trump being told by all these people in his atmosphere that all these things are happening. He's not on the ground. He's taking their word for it, like it or not. You also have to look at why are all these co-conspirators not charged? Why are they unindicted co-conspirators? And not even are they unindicted, they're unnamed. Now, based on what is outlined in the indictment, 
the experts who know a lot more about this than I do were able to pick out, like I said, five of the six. And there's speculation who the six was, but they are connected to Pennsylvania here in our backyard. You also have the statement from uh, Mike Pence that came out that says basically no one's above the law and Trump deserves whatever is coming to him. I mean, that's kind of it in a nutshell. And that's fine. I mean, that's 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 what's going to happen. You know, and, and I, I think, and, and it's not just, I'm not in the minority in this. If you go through the legal experts that are out there, Trump will be, in, well, he has been indicted. He will be convicted in a D.C. court for these charges. It will eventually be overturned by a higher court. That's my gut instinct. It's the legal experts that I know that I've spoken to's opinion on it. And if you just go through social media through the spectrum, there's some on both sides that say, People who are very adamant against Trump in the legal realm saying this is going to be a very uphill battle for the U.S. attorney on this case. And then you have the Trump supporting attorneys that are out there, Turley being one of them, saying this is nothing more than freedom of speech violations because Donald Trump has the right to say he felt these things were going on. He can prove that he's being told these things were going on. And again... This is not going to have the outcome that either side wants or or we need as Americans. Like I said, our bond rating in America was just downgraded, um, which is detrimental to all of us. Everything we do is based off that bond rating. All the financial transactions in our country are based off that bond rating. Our world footprint is based on that bond rating. And it was decreased based on our inflation, unstable inflation, the interest rates, the excessive interest rate increases that we have had, and the fact we've taken on so much debt that our debt ceiling has been increased and increased and increased. Those are the reasons why we've been downgraded from a triple A to a double A plus bond rating. Now, that might not seem like a big deal, but it is a very big deal. And when you're being told day in and day out that our economy is doing the best it's ever done, we have more jobs than ever before. We have the lowest unemployment than ever before. There's more people working than ever before. You know, inflation is the lowest it's been. But yet the world downgrades our bond market from a triple A to a double A plus. You have to start asking yourself, are we being told the whole picture? And again, this is happening at a time where you and I go to a gas station or are paying extremely amount, almost close to $4 now. You or I are going to the grocery store. And yes, they've leveled off, but they're still almost a lot higher than they've been. Utilities are higher. Rent's higher. Everything is higher. Everything we've done, everything we've worked for, we're putting out in higher costs. So you have to ask yourself, are you going to believe them telling you that's the best time we've ever been? Lowest inflation, lowest uh, unemployment rate, highest job people working ever. We're doing great. Everything's fine. But yet we just had our bond market um, downgraded. If that's not a red flag, again, if you're, really, if you're willing to look the other way just because you hate somebody so much, that's really not the way to go through life. And uh, I feel sorry for us as a nation unless we start opening our eyes to everything. And that includes these allegations. If, if, like I said, any of these indictments of Donald Trump, if there's overwhelming evidence that says, oh, my God, look at what he did here, fine. I'll be the first to say He deserves whatever punishment's coming to him. I just don't see it looking at this indictment. 
520 here on WILK. Time or for the last one or the one before that or the one before that. But that's beside the point. Um, <laughs> this Pentel and Data Internet Traffic Update is brought to you by a C. Johnson Raid accident on Route 315 between Laughlin and Plains. You can expect delays. We have various areas of slowing in both directions between Wilkesbury and the New York border. Just be weary of that. But you're only dipping a little below the speed limit. There are no major um, holdups on 81 in either direction. It is bumper to bumper with delays on North River Street in Wilkesbury. Whenever you see a traffic problem, call our jam line 570-883-7269. Nikki Stone, WILK Traffic. Thank you, Nikki. You're going to get a kick out of this. I got a text message. And not one of those Democrats complaining about the 2016 election did, didn't cause a January 6th attack on the Capitol. So I wrote, <laughs> well, I guess neither did Trump, as the special prosecutor cited with investigating January 6th, didn't charge anything of the sort in regards to incitement or rioting. The response I got, both of us know that this is much more difficult to prove in court, a court of law, regards to the 2020 election fed that fire and resulted in what took place on January 6th. Mm. So you can't prove it, but we know what happened. Well, yeah, There's no way to prove it. Yeah, he incited yeah. the riot, but we can't prove it. Yeah. How about uh, there's a laptop that proves a lot of stuff. What about that one? Oh, I'm sorry. Did I say that out loud? Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from Chief Meteorologist Kurt Aaron. Tonight, partly cloudy and cool, low 55. Thursday, a few isolated showers and hazy sunshine, high 80s. Friday, scattered showers and storms likely, high 78. Saturday, a.m. clouds clearing to sun in the afternoon, high 82. Sunday, mostly sunny and warm, high 83. 79 degrees and sunny now at 522 at your official weather station, WILK. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It's 526. Um, like I, I was saying with some of the, the text messages here, one of the things that are missing from this indictment, one of the things, and again, Jack Smith was is the special prosecutor to investigate January 6th, to investigate the entire incident. What is not being discussed at all, that there's no conspiracy for incitement or seditious conspiracy charge here meaning that he caused, meaning that Donald Trump created the riot that happened on January 6th. Why is that bad for Democrats? Well, A, those are the charges that prevent Donald Trump from holding office ever again. So if there was any evidence of that, if there was anything close to probable cause that even this U.S. attorney could have found, it would be in this indictment, and it's not. And you have to remember, those two claims, conspiracy for incitement or a seditious conspiracy, were the two claims paramount in Representative Adam Schiff's second impeachment proceeding against Donald Trump. Those were the claims that Democrats said were lead pipe cinches. They were, the evidence was absolutely clear. They do not appear thus far in this indictment. They aren't mentioned. They're not even alleged. And you have to wonder why. Because the narrative is Donald Trump caused the riot. Donald Trump caused an insurrection. 
Donald Trump caused what happened at the Capitol. But yet, when they have the opportunity to charge him and back that up, it's not in this 45-page indictment at all. Not mentioned. Not even a little bit. They talk about each state, the things he was bringing up, how he was saying the, there were fraudulent counts here, that voting machines weren't working there, dead people were voting here, illegal non-citizens were voting here. But nothing as far as inciting a riot, inciting an insurrection. Seditious conspiracy. And again, those charges are the most important because they would prevent Donald Trump from holding office. If he is convicted of those charges, he could not be president. And they're not even throwing that at the wall to see if it sticks. If that doesn't tell you something, I don't know what will. Jack Smith also, the special prosecutor here, has a reputation for stretching criminal statutes beyond the breaking point. He went after former Virginia Republican Governor Bob McDonnell and secured a conviction which was unanimously overturned because he stretched the law too far by the Supreme Court. So I understand you want to jump up and down and say, see, we have another indictment. You see, you know, he's going down. We got him this time. And in all honesty, outside of the the rule of law that I see diminishing before our very eyes over the past decade and a half, the unequal treatment between what's going on, the real election tampering, which would have been the Russian disinformation, the dossier and the Hunter Biden laptop that they've polled people on both sides. And it's clear that hundreds of thousands more people would have voted for Donald Trump if they knew that the Hunter Biden laptop was legitimate. But yet the Biden inner circle, his administration, Secretary of State Blinken, organized 51 of our top intelligence officials to write a letter saying that it was Russian disinformation. And he was rewarded with becoming our Secretary of State for him lying, for him encouraging a group of our top intelligence people to lie. But everyone's okay with that on the other side. I'm not okay with that. I'm not okay with the bloviated charges here with the stretch of the law charges here saying that it's based on the fact that these things never happened, but yet there's evidence they did happen. Smaller than that were alleged, but they did happen. And it's very simple. If you are speeding in Virginia... If you're doing 15 miles over the speed limit, it's considered reckless driving. It's a crime. You are, you're giving a summons in lieu of arrest. You must appear in court for that, for 15 miles over the speed limit. So say the speed limit's 50. You're doing 68. Oh, no, you're not doing 68. The speed limit's 50. You're doing 58. You're doing 60. Virginia State Trooper pulls you over and said, hey, You were doing 68. No, I wasn't. I was doing 58. That's what's going on here. Now, would you be lying for defending yourself? Would you be lying for saying that, 
you were still speeding, right? It still happened. Equal treatment under the law. Because the regime changes, the administration changes, and when it does change, this tit-for-tat isn't going to go away. Yes, there's going to be retaliation. Yes, there's going to be go after the other side. There's no moving forward. We've proved that. They did it with the Supreme Court justices with the Harry Roode nuclear option. They did it with the debt ceiling increase. They want one set of rules only when they're in power. And they can't live with that one set of rules, the standard that they set when it's used by the other side. It's going to create a head-on collision sooner or later. And I don't want to see that. So, yes, let this Trump indictment go through. Let the trial go through. Let it happen. But just like a trial in New York City, I don't think a New York City jury is going to be fair and impartial. I don't think a D.C. jury is going to be fair and impartial. That's why we have appeals. And we'll see what happens then. It's 533 here at WILK. We'll be back after the news with Paul Michaels. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. So no one won the billion-dollar Mega Millions. Looks like it's going to go on from that. You playing? No, Jake's not playing. I, uh, I'm tempted, though. Yeah, my <laughs> wife picked up two tickets. I'm like, two, two tickets, like two, two games. So what is that, four bucks? I don't even know what it is at this point. But when it, usually it gets up there. We don't play it normally. But when it gets up there, you kind of have to. You kind of have to do it a little bit. And we'll probably get another one. We'll see on my way home tonight if I stop by or if I remember. But um, it'd be interesting. Got to figure out what, what you would do. This is a, <laughs> tell you what, this wouldn't be my problem already. Um. As far as Trump or Biden, well, I guess it would be my problem as far as Trump and Biden. Biden would, economy would crush my uh, winnings. But I would take care of a whole lot of people. Jake, you wouldn't have to worry about working anymore. I promise you that. Definitely. I appreciate that. But uh, there's a lot of people that wouldn't have to work anymore uh, because there's no really need for me to have all that. So i got to spread it around, make sure everybody does well. And there's, there'd be uh, that's FU money. So, uh, you know, it's pretty much the way I would handle that and exactly... Uh, work with that so uh play your mega millions if you want i think it's what a one point something billion now it's four o'clock um uh, what is it what i'm i'm looking at the wrong time here no i gotta keep going i'm good um text messages have been interesting to say the least you know there's no median anytime you talk about donald trump there's no median at all when it comes to it let's take a Rich from Laughlin on Trump. Rich, I have about a minute or two. Just wanted to say uh, a reminder, and I know you know this, Rob. Donald Trump, two days before uh, the war broke out down there, offered 20,000 reserve troops. Muriel Bauer, the the, uh, mayor of Washington, D.C., and Nancy Pelosi, head of the the, uh, police down for the Park Service, or uh, actually for the Capitol Police, said no. And you had the police themselves begging for help, okay? And that's one reason maybe they're not pursuing that any further, because here's a guy that was proposing more help to stop this. And the other thing is I'd love to see the trial moved to Southern Virginia or wherever else it could go. 
I'm, I'm told you could take a federal trial anywhere, anywhere, unlike the New York trial that's going to happen. And it, it should be moved out of fairness. Uh, you should be able to get fairness anywhere under federal law. So I think it should be moved to give Donald Trump a fair trial. Yeah, and I, a, I've, I've personally spoke to the D.C. Metro uh, Special Operations Police who handle riots, and they said that they were set up. They, weren't, they didn't have the proper assets in place. They weren't notified. They were sent in last minute and tried to play catch up. And again, when, they, when, when all the assets were there on the ground, they had that place under control in less than an hour. Uh, but there, I mean, it's on video. Even one of their officers saying that they were set up, you know, let them take the building because uh, you know this 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 was poorly planned. And as you said, the troops were offered. That's been proven. But the mere fact that that's not even mentioned in here, that it's not even alleged, that nothing's in this, just shows that for years, everything we heard from Adam Schiff, from from everyone on that committee, the January sixth committee, and the impeachment itself. Was, was all nonsense, because none of this indictment even touches yep. on it. They had four months of hearings to try to nail Trump, and they got nothing. This other guy comes along and has all this uh, stuff that really we know isn't going to fly. But listen, you have a good night, and don't forget, your, your trusty fans want some of that money, too. <laughs> we'll, we'll throw a party for sure. We'll have a good a night, Bob. Sure. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Rich. Thank you. Um, but like I said, anytime you bring up Donald Trump, uh, you know, I, I get attacked from all angles. Either the Trump people are mad at me because I'm not supporting Trump enough. The, uh, the Biden people or anyone on the left is like, oh, I'm a, I'm a Trumper, Trumpity Trump uh, person. And it's, I'm truly not. But when you put up against uh, Donald Trump or Joe Biden, I mean, that's not even a, a choice, to be honest with you. Come on. Look at everything that's going on. We just went through the whole AAA bond rating decrease. We are all paying for the same gas around this area. We're all buying the same groceries. We're paying the same utilities, and we're all paying more. Um, you know, I'd like to see our border secure. I'd like to see Congress get together and do their job bipartisanly and rewrite the laws in regards to our immigration. But you need a secure border before you do any of that. I'd like to see them get all the uh, violent, illegal aliens that have violent criminal records out of the country. Yes, they should be deported. But no, I don't believe we should round up every illegal immigrant who's been paying taxes, who's working here, who doesn't have, and round them up and throw them out of the country. I think they have to come to some sort of conclusion based on a bipartisan policy that maybe they have to pay a certain fine out of their payroll for five years because they did come here and live here illegally. Maybe there has to be done something like that. Maybe they could do military service. Maybe they could do public service. Maybe they could work for cities cleaning parks or doing whatever skill set they have to do, be it technical, be it manual labor, or whatever that is. Maybe there's a way for them to reconcile the fact that they did come here and live here illegally. But no, if they've been good citizens here, I don't think they should be rounded up and thrown off. See, these things can be discussed. They can be um, compromised when it comes to these things. But... I'm not seeing any of that now. You have a press secretary who won't tell you any answers, tells you to shut up. You have a president who barely can form a complete sentence. You have our economy that's going all over the place. And no matter how good they tell you it is, we were just downgraded for our bond rating. So it's not. They're lying to you. It's 544 here at WILK. Time for traffic and weather. Hi, thanks. This traffic update is brought to you by Pentella Data Internet. 
315 between Laughlin and Plains. You'll find an accident and delays. We have slowing on 81 both directions between Wilkes-Barre and the New York border. Just use caution while you're out there. And heavy traffic on East 8th Street in Wyoming. Whenever you see a traffic problem, call our jam line 570-883-7269. Nikki Stone, W-I-L-K traffic. You relaxed? I got a headache. I hear you. Me too. <laughs> I think reading all these indictments and I letters and the, the computer your, screen. I think that's your job. All to my have text a headache. messages. Yeah, I do. <laughs> Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from Chief Meteorologist Kurt Aaron. Tonight, partly cloudy and cool, low 55. Thursday, a few isolated showers and hazy sunshine, high 80. Friday, scattered showers and storms likely, high 78. Saturday, a.m. clouds clearing to sun in the afternoon, high 82. Sunday, mostly sunny and warm, high 83. It's currently 79 degrees and sunny here at 545 at your official weather station, WILK. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. Well, we've got some things to talk about tomorrow. It looks like Lackawanna County officials unveiled a long-awaited Child Protection Improvements Action Plan. This is just being posted on the Times Tribune now. I haven't had time to review it, so... We've been talking about this a lot. It's going to be interesting to see what's in this and what was said at this meeting. Uh, Supposedly it was a short meeting, but they did uh, go into the bullet points of what this uh, plan has. So it's going to be interesting, and we'll be talking about that tomorrow. Um, It looks like uh, the county released a 15.3-page plan during a biweekly meeting. Department of Health and Human Services Director William Browning read it out loud publicly in its entirety before commissioners adjourn the meeting. So it's a three-page, 15-point bullet plan on uh, how they're going to handle the uh, incompetence of children and youth in Lackawanna County. So it's going to be interesting to read through that tomorrow, and um, we'll talk about that tomorrow more in depth when when I'm up to speed on it. But that's just coming out now. I guess they had their meeting this afternoon or such. Uh, we talked about this story last year, this uh, Alicia Navarro, who ran away from home when she was 14. And just recently, after her 18th birthday, she walked into uh, a police station in Montana and said if she could be taken off the uh, missing persons list because she's not missing, that she's fine, she's okay. They did check the story. They found out that she did run away when she was 14. There were questions about you know where she's been living and where she's been for the past five years, four years. And um, it looks like that investigation is coming forward because local police and FBI agents raided the Montana, Montana home where she lived, cuffed a man that she supposedly lived with, and questioned him. Took him out. Now... Uh, It doesn't have much on the individual, but it does say that uh, Alicia Navarro hung her head and appeared to cry as FBI agents raided the Montana home. They said the agents brought the man out of the house, cuffed, and they put him in a police car and left fairly quickly. I would say five to ten minutes later, they bring this girl out. They brought this girl... Out and told my wife, oh man, um, it don't look good. She looks really young. Now, again, the girl's in um, between 18 and 19 now, but she is very petite. She does look very young, even her picture recently. 
she looks like she's maybe 13 or 14 in a picture, even though she's 18. She seemed fine when she first came out. She covered her eyes for a while and appeared to cry. Now, it doesn't say much about the individual that they took for questioning. Police said Friday that a man was detained and questioned in connection with the Marrow's disappearance. Excuse me there. Though it was unclear whether the same individual whom uh, she had shared the apartment with. She claimed she was okay and not injured and never injured last week. So uh, there's really no information on what happened to the individual. It says they questioned him, so is he released, if not. But the FBI and local police obviously are following up on this. I mean, a girl who was 14 went missing, lived somewhere. This is in 2019, the girl left her family's Glendale, Arizona home in the middle of the night, just a few days before her 15th birthday. Parents found a handwritten note saying, I ran away, I will be back, I swear, I'm sorry. She walked into a police station 40 miles from the Canadian border in Montana, some 1,000 miles away from home, and identified herself as the missing person. The authorities say that the teen is not facing any criminal charges or is in any kind of legal trouble. To us, she's the victim. We need to provide services for her. But it does not give the status of the individual that they were questioning. But they are following up on it. That's good to hear on that matter. And I'm just looking to see if there's anything else here. Oh, the one other thing I want to touch about is that Pittsburgh, uh, I meant to talk about this at the top of the hour, the Pittsburgh synagogue shooter that has been uh, sentenced with the death penalty in Pennsylvania which currently has a moratorium on the death penalty. So is this just ceremonial? Is just just hoping that maybe a new governor that supports a death penalty gets into office? And if there's a moratorium now when he was actually convicted of the death penalty, with the death penalty sentence, can it be applied down the road if that law changes? A lot of legal questions now. Now a monster like this who targeted people simply because they were Jewish the death penalty is uh, applicable. He's a monster. Indiscriminately killed innocent people. But is it really the effect that we want to have in Pennsylvania when someone like that, that truly needs to be off this earth, truly needs to be not breathing air, is ceremonially sentenced to to death via the death penalty sentence when we don't have currently one because of the moratorium that was with the previous governor and has been extended by our current governor, Shapiro. Disheartening, to say the least, again, is justice truly served for these victims and their families. If that's what they want, if that's what they've chosen, and that is taken into consideration when that sentence is handed down, so I'm sure it was discussed with the victims' families, and they chose to give the death penalty. But it may never see its fruition. It's 5.55 here at WILK. We'll be back to close out the Rob O'Donnell Show in just a minute. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show. I just saw this posted on social media. Reminder, 51 former intelligence officials, including five former heads of the CIA, went on the record during the 2020 election to say that the Hunter Biden laptop was Russian disinformation. 
We later learned that not only was the laptop was in fact real, but they did it in coordination with Joe Biden's campaign, and a few of them have even admitted they did it because they wanted Joe Biden to win. Not, o- not only have none of them been charged for conspiracy to defraud the United States, but all of them still have their security clearances today. That's the double standard that I'm talking about. That's the double standard that we have to get rid of here in our justice system. So until that happens, there's going to be questions about the legitimacy of anything that either side does. And we don't move forward with that happening. We just continue to fight. Well, it's almost 6 o'clock here on WILK News Radio. I appreciate all the conversations. I appreciate your guys' opinions. I respect your opinions, even if they differ from mine. God bless. Be safe. And we'll do this again tomorrow.